Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right. So here we are. Another episode of this lovely podcast. And guys, I am so excited because here's the thing. I was not expecting to have a guest on to the podcast today. But Amanda is at CBLI, which for those of you not in the Salvation Army Central Territory, you'd have no idea what CBLI stands for. But it's uh, the Central Bible Leadership Institute. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So they're there. How long are you there, Amanda? So, till Sunday. So from a Monday to a Sunday. Monday to a Sunday. So almost a full, basically a full week. Yeah. And so she found a friend at CBLI and brought her on the podcast. Yay. She's now this individual has been on the podcast before. So that's exciting too. Uh, but welcome back, Corey. We're Thank excited you. to have you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so uh, we were just chatting briefly before we hit record about the happenings at CBLI and kind of the teachings that were going on there and thought what an opportunity we have to just kind of use that as the platform of what we talk about today. And since I'm not at CBLI, I'm going to let the two ladies that are uh, kind of take the, take the lead on getting the conversation going. So what do you got? One of the blessings of being with people uh, um, about going through studies and like is that this is, we're working all this out together, right? Mm -hmm. Like this isn't about experts coming and sharing. It's, it's like right. getting um, getting some some information or a new way of looking at uh, scripture or things and thinking how can we apply this as not just for me, but as the we, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. For all of us. And so that's kind of what we're going to be doing here. So, you know what? We may be still a little theologically whack on some stuff and that's, you know what? We it's work okay. out. It's we all right. So we have each other. That's right. But um, the theme on this is with James. Um, uh, so the the on the t-shirts, it's James 2.18. Um, although we've only actually been in the first, just James yeah. chapter one so far, yeah. as we are, whatever, three days in to a week-long thing. Um, but talking about hope, primarily about what is hope, what is the relationship of joy and suffering. Mm -hmm. So... Jenny, I see you turned in some pages there. Are you getting ready with James? I am. Look at you being prepared. So, um, so, so this is James. So if you know James, the brother of Jesus, which I am so grateful because I have said for forever about how awkward it would be to be the brother of Jesus. And that's like, was this guy's opener? And I was yeah. like, he gets me. But <laughs> It would oh, be. Can you imagine being sibling to the Messiah, no, awful. son of God? But, like, yeah. But the cool thing is that James one says James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, never once does he say the brother of Jesus. Right. I'm his brother. You should listen to me. Right. Yeah. Because, and this was so cool. Um, and somebody else said this, and I never even thought about this but a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, because that is more important than him being Jesus's brother. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're familiar with James, it's, this is talking about um, kind of one of those Christian tropes that we know, right? Dear brothers and sisters, when and troubles of any kind come your way, consider it pure joy for, you know, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. 
for when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing, right? Um, and so he likened James to like the Proverbs of the New Testament. Okay. I can see that. <clears throat> yeah. So it's very practical. How do we do this thing called Christian? And so he's been talking about, <clears throat> yeah, hope and listening. Mm -hmm. And what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Today we really, really talked about listening. And uh, it was very eye opening for myself. <laughs> Um, cause he talked about, um, his relationship with his wife and when he has a, a great idea and he sits down and he talks with her and she kind of interjects and, and, you know, some of her thought, he goes, no, 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 no. You know? And so I was like, oh my gosh, that is totally me. You know, like I'm not, and I do this to Andy a lot and, and, and I recognize it, um, where he'll be talking to me. Um, about an idea and I'll, and I'll interject something, but it's not to be mean or it's just, I had an idea and he immediately shuts down mm. because I don't allow him to finish because I'm not listening. I'm not actively listening. And, um, that's hard. It is It's very hard. And then, it, you know, it also goes on to say, not to say, but like talks about like, are we actually listening to God? Are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Are we taking that time to actually listen? Mm -hmm. And um, if, if I'm being honest, no, because we're constantly go, 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 do this, do this. And something that, that he said, I think it was yesterday. Um, he talked about, um, you know, when we, he talked about going backwards, um, going forward, um, remaining, um, going inward and going outward. So like going backwards is like, what are you reading? Um, and then he also, with that, he says, when we live in the past, mm -hmm. shame is attached to it. Mm -hmm. When we live in the future, anxiety is attached to it. But, you know, living in the moment, how can we do that? And that I, I still am, I'm struggling so much. Even today, I'm like, oh my gosh. We're only here until Sunday. We only have this many, these days left. I'm like, no, stop, <laughs> stop, be in the moment. It's yeah. so hard for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I need to um, probably be part of my vision statement, <laughs> um, which is something he spoke about today is having a vision statement. Like a short term, a like, short, like 90 days or six months. Okay. And so... Yeah, yeah, I know I'm kind of all over the place. That's no, okay. Just, like I said, we're debriefing. We're like just we are. We're, we're theology dumping on you right now as we're That's processing. Because then we can go back and you could listen to it again and be like, oh yeah, I churned that thought a little bit more. He talked more about that, and that'd be great. So this would be a great archive for you guys about CBLIs. Maybe we have to do this yeah. tomorrow as well. Huh. <laughs> I have to go back and listen. That's what she's saying. <laughs> uh oh. Did you get, you guys are frozen on my end. How's it on? You're your frozen on ours, but we can still hear you. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I can still hear you. It's good. There we go. Um, so, so kind of, um, sorry for listeners. Um, the linear regression of these thoughts are, um, how do you consider joy when you're in trouble? Mm. Like that's a thing we know we are supposed to patiently endure trials because they, we know that they're growing us. That's a thing. Christianity want that's something we're supposed to do but nine out of ten times we don't so why don't we mm -hmm. right 
what is the thing that's keeping us from doing our struggles well? And so our speaker, which I didn't even say his name, but he is Stephen Pastor Carter. Stephen Carter in Chicago. And he talked about um, a lunch he had with a rabbi. And um, he wanted to know more about um, the theology of the Exodus, essentially. So um, not just the story of what happened, but the, the spiritual implications that it is tied into it. So he says, you know, they have the years in slavery, then the freedom, then they get freed from slavery. Then you have your time in your wilderness where you're working out all the kinks. And then you have your time in the promised land, mm -hmm. right? And um, and the rabbi, I guess, kind of laughed at him and says, oh, you Americans are so funny. You know, you're always thinking about how do we get from slavery to the promised land and try to diminish your wilderness. Mm. But it's not about diminishing the wilderness. It is about, hold on, my notes. Um, it's about how you spend your time there. He said, um, you can either hate the waiting. So hate that I'm so I can, you know, just be fighting against it. Um, waiting for just, you know, just striving and struggling and just waiting for it to be over. So you can finally get to your happy Christian life. You can waste the weight where you just wallow in self poor thing of self-pity you turn to other coping mechanisms instead of god um you know you just kind of wait you just don't grow at all in that time you just kind of <clears throat> wallow away in self-pity or you can win the weight mm. which is recognizing what it's for it's a place of purification it's a place of sanctification, sanctification. it's a thing of getting rid of stuff you don't need all that egypt stuff whatever the thing in bondage there's still remnants that are hanging on to you almost like lesions on your skin you know that have to heal and you have to give yourself time to do that that was my metaphor but i'm putting it in there okay um you know and um and and so the next part of that was what what is one of the ways that you can win your weight and the first thing is being present mm -hmm. and mindful mm -hmm. but the only way that you're present and mindful jumps over to james um 19 119 slow um quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry human mm -hmm. anger does not produce righteousness so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of god that what the word of god is planted in your heart for it has the power to save your soul that's powerful mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. that something else that he said is you know he he does a podcast also about sports, which um, my husband, I guess, listens to. And I didn't know that. Um, anyway, so, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, I can tell you about this um, athlete who, you know, he gave all these where facts. Where he was born, well, where his parents are, are yeah, what school he went to. He went to. Goes, and he's like, now I can tell you everything you need to know about Michael Jordan. Have I ever met him? No. But I know every almost everything I mean, about he did. Him. He like, I mean, he just named them all. And he said, we know a lot. We know a lot of facts about Jesus, but do we really know him? Yeah. And then he said, um, knowledge, facts, feelings are all connected. These can only come together in the present. Right. And so if you're always just focused on the past, 
He said, because there's, he talked about triggers mm-hmm. and why are we, why are we slow to anger? Well, because something that they said, they trigger something in us that is connected to either the past where shame lives mm-hmm. or the future where anxiety lives. Yeah. Ah. And so the reason you can't be present is because you're being pulled one or two of the ways you're either pulled into something that reminded you from your past and those feelings, if they're reminding are not positive, right? So so-and-so said something or did something and it reminded you of another time when you were weak and small and scared. And now you are retaliating out of that weak, you know, defending your poor, sweet, scared, scared self. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're, so you're putting on a gruff thing, defending that little person inside of you, you know, um, or you're sorry about what's pleasing people or how you're being seen. And that's that anxiety of the future that you start acting crazy in that way. So part of winning your wilderness is learning to be present. And a big part of learning to be present is learning to shut up. Yep. And, and listen and listen. That's my paraphrase, but, um, but let the Holy Spirit teach you. And he says, you know, so this, this conference is primarily leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, you know, we're really good at telling other people how to be holy. Mm-hmm. We are really bad about applying those same principles to ourselves. Yeah. And it, I mean, and that really can be true when we say, are we surrendering under this? Are we being slow to speak? Are we being slow to anger? You know, and I, I love this quote he said about the more you surrender to God and find your identity in who in Christ, the least, the, 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 the least likely you are to be offendable. Yes. I loved that. Makes sense. Well, the other thing I loved is he said, keep the remain thing, the main thing. So remain in me from John 15, remain in me, you know, and he said, keep the remain thing, the main thing. Wow. You know, as you guys are talking, it's interesting. So many of these points that you're making are connecting with, with the book that we've been going through. I know. Right? Isn't I that know. crazy? And just the fact that our holiness is connected to our emotional maturity. Mm -hmm. Uh, There, there are connections that we don't always think about in our walk of holiness that equate to emotional maturity, just as much as spiritual maturity. Cause as we talked about before we even hit record was you can pray and read your Bible every day and Mm -hmm. never grow. Right. Because those actions if they're not done in a mindful way, in a listening way, that's why when Peter Scazzaro in the book says, have your daily office and make sure you're in silence sometimes. I always tell the kids uh, in my programs, it cracks me up, but I feel like I need, as you said, we're good at telling people and not always good at, at doing our own thing. But I said, we have been given by God two ears and one mouth so that we listen twice as much as we talk. Yeah. Now, I guarantee you that I do not like listen to that advice that I give, right? I tend to talk a lot, those who know me. So I'm I'm also trying to listen. But my, my big thing for me, and I, I'll let you guys kind of get back to other stuff too, but is right now I, f- I feel like I don't want to be in silence because I know God's going to talk. And I'm, I'm a little nervous about what he's going to say and what he's going to ask and what he's going to push on that I know I need to 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 work on. And so if I fill my silence with an audiobook or a podcast 
or a or just reading in general and i'm and i feel like you know at least i'm cognizant of it at least i'm not it's not a subconscious thing but it's a conscious thing now so then i can like catch myself and be like no i am not going to put this podcast on in the drive home right mm-hmm. i need to spend this time just listening to to give the holy spirit time to kind of make me listen because I really feel like I'm a petulant teenager right now in my <laughs> spiritual walk. So we all have those seasons, right? When you feel yes. like you're like, I got this. And then you're like, no, I'm a teenage petulant. Don't want to listen to my mom. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I, I got to share, you know, a, a, um, kind of a personal example with this. And I don't know if I ever have on this podcast. And I don't know. Maybe I might repeat myself. But um, the importance of having people around you that remind you of your status in the kingdom <laughs> and don't let you mm-hmm. act a fool in it, right? Because in verse 26 of James, you know, it talks about if you claim to be religious, but don't control with your tongue, you're fooling your, yourself and your religion is worthless. Mm. So I remember a time I was doing a, um, I was getting ready for a, a youth event and it was getting closer to time and the people, who were helping me, which just were not seeing my vision in the way that I expected the vision to be of being seen in that mm-hmm. moment. And as time was getting closer, I was getting a little bit more hyped up and a little less patient and loving mm-hmm. and kind and all of those things. And so I'm getting a little short and frustrated and like, you know, I'm surrounded by idiots. No, not really. I mean, okay. I was a little extra. And, um, and my, one of my sweet soldiers came and said, you remember, you know, when you said, if you're starting to act a certain, you know, out of character for you in the gospel that we could come and tell you about it, it's right now. (laughs) And and I'm thinking like, what are you talking about? No, there's no time. Yada, yada. Um, You know, like, well, I wouldn't have to act like that if people were just doing what I said, you know, (laughs) Um, but she was right, you know, and I'm saying, how beast for me to be preparing an event for children that I hope will bring them closer to the kingdom of heaven, closer to God, to know that a God loves them. Mm -hmm. But all of the people that I have here that assisting with me, I am bringing closer to hell by my actions. And by the way, I'm treating them. How dare I do something like that? Right. Because and then all of my efforts were worthless because my words were not, were not resting in the throne of God. Right. And um, it was a good, and I'm really grateful that I had a church member that could and felt confident. I mean, she was shaking a little bit, you know, yeah. but, but, but that's yeah. good for, for us to have those people yes, to Absolutely. say, you know, to say, and you know, and she was right. I was not acting in accordance to my calling, you know, and, um, and we, you know, we cried and hugged and I went and apologized and the event went out fine, you know, but um, that's not who I want to be. Right. And so all of our good deeds, if we're not taking the time to listen, be present, just letting our tongue do whatever, because people should just know, because you might be right. You might be right and lose everything, you know? Right. Correct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can be right and not be mean. Yeah. Yeah. You can. It's a beautiful skill. One that we should teach. Yes. learn one way we should learn yeah and and yes you're right oh see there i am again yes (laughs) we need to learn that but but he did talk about like who's on your team 
Mm-hmm. You know, having people kind of check you, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he said five people. And I was like, mm, I don't think I have five. But, yeah, I like you know, right. You love them. I do. Um, but just to have people just to check, you know, are you know, biblically, are you doing what you need to do? Are you growing in the Lord? How are you growing in the Lord? You know, kind of like with you guys, like, what are you reading? You know, those kind of things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we do you know, myself definitely need to have, I need to find that group of who can I trust to actually ask me those hard questions and me not get upset about it. Right. Because that's another thing. Like, you know, I can tell my husband all day long, you know, tell me if I'm doing this, you know, whatever. And when he tells me, I'm just, it's not good for him, you know, but I mean, not that I don't trust him because I do, but it's just, I don't know. I just need to find Right. Um, other people besides my husband. Right. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it can be hard too to have people that are geographically distant. Mm-hmm. Because while, like, I, for example, could call you once in a while or text you once in a while, I don't know if you're lying to me necessarily because right, right, I'm not there, so I, I can't check. You know, not that I don't think you'd lie to me, but mm-hmm. if you were in a place where things were a little rough, you might. Or, or kind of polish your yeah your story yeah. a little bit, right? And right. so that's the diff- one of the difficult things about our profession is that we move a lot, and so you might find your two or three people because yeah, five is is a tough number for how often we move, right? But you'd have to like reset that potentially each time you go somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And ideally, it would be helpful to also have people on that list who are, you know, officers as well, simply, f- you know, not all five, but right. for the sake of knowing, you know, a little bit deeper, the the kind of the role and responsibilities and things. Um, yeah. But yeah, that. Yeah. Going back to his vision statement, he's talking about um, doing a, sh- a short vision. Okay. So like some people think of a vision thing as like, this is my mantra for life. Mm-hmm. It's like, not that this is like a 30, 60, 90 day. What area do I want to grow in mm. with God in? Okay. Just one and then make a vision. So, um, so you have your vision. I want to grow, um, in encouragement. I want to, I want to be an encourager. Okay. Then you have your intention, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to find five people a week to personally encourage. And then your means or methods. I'm going to, how are you going to, how are you going to do it? So you have the big vision, you have the narrow it down down to what that look might look like. Mm -hmm. And then how, how am I going to do it? And just something small. I mean, I'm like, yeah, whatever, 30, 60, 90 days is not, that's not that a lot, you know, and it's, it's time enough to, uh, to tweak it right um if you want to if you need to mm-hmm. so yeah and he called it the vim right vision intention and methods yeah actually dallas willard called yeah, it dallas willard <laughs> well i will say that having smaller ones would probably help keep you focused better mm-hmm. instead of having this five year one year even six right. months plan um be, and this, it, so it's got to be also achievable Mm-hmm. in that span of time it can't be something that would actually take you 
you know, a longer time, like, oh, my vision is to get a master's degree. Well, that's not going to be 30 days unless you have one class left, like, <laughs> but which that's, that's awesome. I like, I, I like that because then you can kind of focus on this is what I want to work on the next month or the next two months. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you and have his, little bite-sized goals. And his most recent one he said was about, I want to be a trait. I want to be, a, was it honest or int- like be the same and have nothing to hide. Have nothing to hide. Have nothing to prove. There was a third one. Yeah. But on his one about having nothing to hide, he started calling a friend and they would confess their sins to one another. So like yesterday, Every day. yesterday, these were all my sins. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, these were all my sins. And the other one would share, okay, yesterday, these were all my sins. And they would pray with each other every day at yeah. 530 in the morning for 30 days or 60 days. Not sure I would find you two up at 530 in the morning to do that. No, you'll be out there with your dog. Yeah, you'll be up. But, but I mean, but that's just his, that's not, you know, but that was his thing. And he said, you know what though, there'd be times when I'd be tempted to, um, respond to someone in anger or what, or tempted to do whatever, but I knew I had to call Jim or whoever he is. Yeah. And the thing And and tell him. And so the thing I wanted to do, the sin wasn't that intriguing it wasn't attractive to me anymore when i knew that i was gonna have to have someone say you did what right yeah you know but he said but i but he said and so but he just wanted to be he wanted to have integrity be who he said he was yeah pretty pretty vulnerable to be that open with somebody Mm -hmm. yes that's intense isn't that what we need to be with god absolutely well and god knows it anyway right right but we gotta, we have to confess it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have to confess it to acknowledge the the reality of it because we are very good. Human beings are very good. I am very good at at explaining away things or excusing things or or hiding things, even within even from myself, which is so wild that we can do that. We can lie to ourselves yep. and yep. shape reality into falsehood. Yep. And it's crazy that we have that skill set, but we do. Where we but won't I think hearing, I think hearing ourselves say it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. especially to someone else who then has to hear it. Yes, and you know, I think yeah, you would make a lot different decisions if Absolutely. you knew every morning this is what I was going to do for the next thirty days. Well, and that goes into. Um, talking about three wills. Um, so there's impulsive mm-hmm. where you do what you want to do and that's your flesh, um, where we just react. Um, the second one is reflective. Um, we can reflect and ponder on, um, like our vision. Will this help me to be, to, um, get to the goal? Just of kind of knowing vision. your why. Yeah. Knowing the why. And then um, embodied like muscle memory based on the decisions and choices that it will predict what you will do. Um, And that they, he said like the embodied part is like in between the impulsive and reflective wills. So like he, he gave the example of how many of you look at your phones at night, right before you go to bed, how many of you, the first thing you do when you wake up is look at your phone. That's muscle memory, you know, and Um, you know, so it's, you know, I sometimes I'm very impulsive and then, um, good company. Yeah. 
And then I reflect on why did I do that? You know, um, but I, I don't want to be impulsive. I want to actually think about, will this help? What is that one thing that major Sherry Hobbins would always say? Um, gosh, no, no harm. Oh, do no harm. Do no harm. Do no harm. Then do good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to, I want to make sure like, is this going to help or is this going to harm? Right. And, um, I want to get there that one day it's not going to be today, but in the future, it will be. As we're working through it, we're processing. That's right. That's right. This, this is the, uh-huh. the book Hobbins used for that. It's called oh. Three Simple Rules, A Wesleyan Way of Living. And this is how big it is. So it's That's right little. I have it in my backpack all the time, <laughs> every day. <laughs> no kidding. Do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. There you go. Yes. And it's tiny. Look how tiny it is. I know. That's why you can carry it around in your backpack. Exactly. Ooh. She's so cute. And apparently, I have a receipt for something. Oh. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know when that was. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) It's amazing what I find in books. (laughs) Maybe you should go through all your books. I probably should. I'm just going to tell you, as a person who just moved... You have too many. You have a lot of books. I know I have a lot of books. <laughs> I also have a lot of Lego sets. Yeah, loose Legos, but those aren't as heavy as books. Um, the amount that I have, they're heavy. <laughs> My gosh. Um. So I guess the the main point of this this thing that we're kind of just jurgling around. Um, is um, is the thought that you don't just drift towards holy living. Uh, Everything yes. that you do um, has an intention behind it. Even laziness is an intention. Yeah. Right? Even laziness is intentional. Everything is intentional. Yeah. You just have to choose, you know, what you want to do, what who you want to be, and then the choices that you make will reflect on it. We have a lot of choices to make, and if you want to be more patient and loving and kind and whatever, all of the things, it's not just going to happen just because you go to church or read your Bible. You have to actively work towards those things. But we serve a good God who gives graciously to those who ask for things in his name. Amen. He's never going to be like, I think you're patient enough. <laughs> you know, I think you love people enough. <laughs> you know, it's always going to increase our measure the more we ask mm-hmm. because he's good yes i love that you're never you don't just get more holy yeah, you don't drift into holiness drift that was the word drift yeah. into holiness <laughs> wake up one day and you got it you're holy that's right wouldn't that be great though it but would it be no, this has been fantastic. Uh, I honestly, I feel like we should record another one while you're there um, as you get later in the week. And that would probably be good as well. But it sounds like it's just absolutely incredible material and some stuff too, where again, some we go to a lot of, I feel like we go to a lot of conferences or we listen to a lot of teaching or we read a lot of books or we listen to podcasts 
And none of that does any good if we don't chew on it, if we don't, you know, meditate on it, we don't think through it, we don't talk through it, you know, this whole just debriefing with other people. And this is what I heard. And this is what I got out of it. No, what are, what are the implications of this? And how do you live that out? And how do you do this? And I feel like we don't do enough of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the backside work of things, because I think we, we, you know, we had pilgrimage just this last weekend. Uh, pilgrimage is a, a weekend retreat uh, for those in the church. And I feel like the teaching was amazing. But again, if you just listen to it there yeah, and then you leave it there because you know, you're driving home and you're just busy worrying about, okay, we got to stop somewhere for lunch. Where are people going to be tolerating? You know, we've, we've got a big group of 10. Where are we going to be able to do that? Or um, traffic is a busy or construction or whatever. So you got a thousand things you're worried about. You got to get the kids home and laundry done. And you got to pick up the dog from puppy daycare or whatever. And then you forgot what the weekend taught. Mm. And that's, that's the good thing about CBLI is that you have for the adults anyway, I don't, I can't speak for the other tracks, but for the adults you have in the mornings, you know, the, the teaching, Mm -hmm. the sermon, if you will, and then you break out into groups and you actually discuss what was talked about Mm -hmm. for me that I retain it much better that way. Yeah. I'm sure many people do. Um, then how, you know, what you're saying is like, yeah, you hear it and it's great, but did you really think about it? Did you really discuss it with somebody, you know, cause it can go in and out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, being able to take it home and be intentional long-term mm-hmm. um, to make it have habitual. Like you, you talked about, you know, the will that is the, that um, muscle memory will, that's what we'll fall back into. Because there's a reason we have habits. They work. They're not always the best thing, right? But they work. They're you're you don't just create habits out of thin air, but sometimes you have bad ones that need to be re-learned or or unlearned, actually. And and sometimes that takes okay, following up on on what we learned at CBLI. Okay, for the next week, I need you know. Hey, let's check in once a week. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, we're mulling over this still. We mulled out, oh, you know, it was a six hour drive home. We talked to, you know, we thought about it in the car. And so that's, you know, would be a good way to kind of keep it fresh and keep it in, in your mind to, to utilize those materials and those things. Yeah. So human beings were very forgetful. Yeah. For being as, I mean, we can retain a lot of information in our head. Like I still recollect that there are 336 dimples on a regulation golf ball. I know, right? From your facial expression, you're like, why on earth would you remember that? Right. It's there. It sits in my head. Rent free just exists in my brain. That's why God wrote it down. (laughs) Exactly. So that we have a book with this information. So that we can keep going back to it. That's why there are festivals. That's why God instituted festivals. Mm-hmm. So that, hey, remember when? Yeah. This is what I want you to do to celebrate. Not, not. I don't think because God wanted the extra trumpets worshiping him that week. Right? But as a, right. hey, remember what I did for you way back when? I'm still doing that for you, even now. Like, yeah. So. 
anyway, good stuff. Well, I think it's a, you know, good information. Maybe we'll have to catch up some more this week. Uh, we'll have to talk after I hit uh, stop on the recording about uh, potential for that. So, because um, I also know there's other people at CBLI that would be uh, fun to uh, maybe bring on the podcast. So um, with that, Amanda, again, any final thoughts for this evening? I mean, I already gave it. Oh, okay. Well, what was that? <laughs> I mean, you gave a lot of thoughts, but I don't know what the final thought was. <laughs> Oh, no, just, um, I don't know. What was I saying? I don't know. No, I'm talking about, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, We don't drift into holiness. That was my final thought. Yeah. I like it. It's good. All right. All right, friends. Well, remember uh, that God loves you. His love is infinite and glorious and unconditional, and it's awesome. And he blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. All righty. We'll catch you guys next time.